Welcome in to the newest episode of Side Mission. I, like always, am your host, Rusty Ellis, joined by all three of the boys today, Kyle, Matt, and Thacker. And fellas, we're four episodes into The Last of Us. That that seems kind of crazy. I don't, I don't feel like we should be that far into this show already, but here we are. Uh, yeah, for real. I think that the easy way to get into this episode is that... I feel like this is what a lot of people have wanted to see, or at least part of what a lot of people have wanted to see for the first three episodes was a little bit more about Joel and Ellie and a little bit more of their interaction and their growth. And we see quite a bit in this episode. This Is is this the shortest episode that we've gotten so far? It was, what, 55, 56 minutes? I think this it was is. the shortest episode. I believe so. Yeah. yeah, I think this was the shortest episode. So, Kyle, I'll start with you because I really liked this episode. Now, I'm not going to lie... If you ask me to rank these first four episodes, there's a good chance that this episode probably does come in fourth. But, yeah, as me and you have said, I think on a previous episode, we might have said it on last week's episode, at some point there was going to be an episode like this where there's not really a high emotional stake, there's not really that big powerful moment where your jaw's on the floor, you're in tears, like... We were bound yeah. to have an episode like that, and even though I think I would probably rank this episode fourth out of the first four episodes, I think this one does a lot of things really well, namely the relationship between Joel and Ellie. Yes, it definitely does. I think that there was a lot of character growth here um, in multiple sections, um, but what I think really stuck out to me was it really feels like they are progressing the story without trying to shove too much in at once. Yes, I agree. While this was a shorter episode, it didn't exactly introduce the conflict and resolve it within 40 minutes. And I kind of like that because we're going into the next episode knowing a little bit of what's about to happen. And, you know, we're kind of like, oh, shit, it's about to get real. And we were finally introduced to the new group, I believe. They're, are they still called the Hunters in this yeah, show? They're, Have they're, they said? They're still called the Hunters, and I will say, and I'll let you kind of get into this a little bit more, I do like that they're a little bit more fleshed out. That's one thing this show has done really, yes. really well so far, is it's fleshed out different characters. We saw Frank, you know, Bill and Frank get fleshed out a lot more. Tess has been fleshed out a lot more. And obviously Sarah in Episode 1 was fleshed out a lot more. I like that these hunters who are just enemies, they're just random nameless NPCs that you go up against as enemies in the game, I like that there's a little bit more humanity to them. I like that there's a little bit more structure to them. Yes, I love getting to see um, the other side over at the camp and, like, what's going on there. And, you know, we kind of meet their leader and, you know, she's interrogating a guy talking about, you know, how... You know, my brother was killed in this cell, and um, she's trying to find out where um, some new characters, Sam and Henry, are. Yes. Because I'm assuming that they were part of this group and left, and I I don't really know if they expanded on that in the game. I think you just kind of meet them, and they're just trying to survive, and they're running from the hunters as well. So I, I think it's very interesting to see that these two characters had a relationship with this group before Joel and Ellie met them. And I think that, honestly, I really hope that, you know, we get a little bit of backstory on Sam and Henry and, like, what happened with them. We kind of get to see why they're on the run from this group. Uh, I, I hope we get to see that in the next episode, but this episode was 
jam-packed with Joel and Ellie um, conversations, character growth. And in the very beginning, it obviously starts out where they're leaving um, Bill and Frank's and they're heading out west, but they get stopped by this massive load of cars that are piled up in front of this bridge. And that's where they have to decide to take a detour and things start taking a turn for the worst. Yeah, I will say, and Matt, I'll go to you for this uh, for this next one, just because I think that, you know, again, as someone that you've played the game quite a bit, you, you know kind of this section of the story. Uh, first of all, like me and Kyle alluded to last week, the change from Pittsburgh to Kansas City made absolutely zero difference. Absolutely zero difference. Anyone that was bitching and moaning yeah. about that, uh, you're, you're stupid and you don't deserve to enjoy this show like the rest of us. But that's just me. Uh, Matt, I have a theory that I've kind of come up with because if you think back to the game when you first meet Sam and Henry, and this is kind of getting a little ahead of ourselves and looking at next week a little bit, you remember that they tell you that they're going to meet members of their camp at that radio tower that is just outside the city. What if that was just a lie they told Joel and Ellie to get them to come with them? Because in this show, in the show, they're making it very clear that Henry and Sam used to be, or at least it makes it sound like they used to be a part of this hunter group and that they deserted. We obviously know the hunters are still after them in the game. You're obviously trying to avoid them the entire time where you can. Do you think that, or does that seem like a plausible conspiracy theory? And then I'll get to you about the actual episode. Yeah, I can see that, especially with the fact that the show is not following so closely to the main game. Um, it's been a while since I played the first game, so I'm actually doing a replay for uh, Last of Us Part 1 right now. And, like, there's no telling what direction that they're going to take Sam and Henry. Like, I like the fact that, you know, they're, they're being hunted down, like, just like in the game. And yes. it's very vaguely hinted at that, you know, um, that... Catherine, who's is I, the the leader of these hunters, is it Catherine or, or Kathleen? One of them. It's Catherine, I believe. Is it? Or it could be Kathleen. I think it's, it it's a Kathy be. something. It's it's it's, <laughs> it's it's something that starts with Kath and ends with letters. But I'll call her Kathy. Okay, and, I'm not calling but, her that. <laughs> they had a quick scene where uh, she comes out and she sees bodies that they had found, and one of those uh, is her son. And immediately she goes and blames um, she goes and blames Henry and Sam, and then, then that's when the whole start you know whole um, whole town all, all the hunters start looking for them. Yes. So very curious to see exactly what changes are going to be made as far as like Sam and, and Henry's storyline that's going to bring Joel and Ellie along for the ride with them in the show. Just looked it up. It is Kathleen, so I'm going to take my victory lap right there. Um, but, <laughs> but but Matt, talking a little bit more about the episode, let's talk about uh, the moment where Ellie has to kill for the first time because that's a big yeah. that's a big big scene yeah. in this episode, and it's it's one of those where you see again for for a fourteen year old that has clearly got anger issues, and we see that yeah. in the game, we've seen it a lot in the show so far. Uh, very realistic reaction to having to kill somebody for the first time. I thought. Yeah, I, I I cannot put myself in Ellie's shoes, uh, especially because, I mean, this is the world that we live in. 
I mean, I think one thing that was super heartbreaking is the, so in the games you don't really get that that human side of, of these uh, enemies that you're killing, but in the show, the boy he, he's literally laying on the ground after being shot by Ellie, begging for his life, and I almost felt sympathy for him. I was like, yeah, you just did pretty much oh, almost kill Joel yeah. and Ellie, and you had every intention on on killing them, but he's just sitting there because he's just a kid. He's like. God, he's calling out for his mom, and that, that just really just like hits, and you see the humanity side of you know the hunters. Yeah, that was like, brutal. These kids. Like, also, thankfully, you know that they were going up against like two or three because I literally just played through this part of the game last night, and, and there's like twenty of them, like, dudes. Twenty like, <laughs> eight or something like that. Yeah, uh, I think that the the difference is, is I think they handled it really well. I will say I'm only bummed out that they left out the line where Joel says he's not even hurt. Like, yeah, I thought the I same. Just loved just, yeah, especially because the beginning of the episode when they're in the truck, like it's almost word by word from the from the game, like the uh, conversations between Joel and Ellie. So I was like, please say it. He ain't even hurt because that was such a badass line and and shows you the type of character that Joel is. Well, and the thing is, like, there's another conversation from later in the episode, I, at least I believe, I mean, it's been a few days since I've watched it, obviously, and I would do very well to probably rewatch it before we record next time, um, but there's another conversation from the game originally that they also put in here along the lines of, you know, her asking him, how did you know he wasn't hurt? And if you remember, the original line is something along the lines of, because I've done that same thing before. Or because I've yeah. been in that situation before and I've done something similar. I don't remember what Pedro Pascal's line was there, but I feel like it was very, very close to the original source material. And again, I do like how a lot of the bigger lines, the bigger moments from the game, I like how those are still making their way into all of this. You know, I mentioned last week when me and Kyle talked about episode three, I mentioned that I liked Joel's little speech to Ellie about, hey, like if we're going to do this, we're going to follow a couple rules. One is you're not going to bring up Tess ever. Two is, you know, don't tell anyone about your condition. And three is you do what I say when I say it. And then he has her repeat it. And, yeah. I, and I love that those little conversations are making their way still for all the changes the show is doing. And I'm perfectly fine with the changes. Through four episodes, I have not had a single change where I've gone, man, I really wish they wouldn't have done that. I have, I have trusted everything they have done from episode one to now, and I will continue to trust it until I'm given a reason otherwise, too. Uh, now, before I go to Thacker real quick, because I think that we can all agree on this, I thought it was fucking awesome to see Jeffrey Pierce, OG Tommy, uh, yes. cast in this. I yes. thought it was awesome yes. to see him, and the moment I heard his voice, I was, I was super excited, and he was one of my favorite parts of the episode, and I can't wait to see more of him, because Jeffrey Pierce has an awesome voice for voice acting, and I feel like he absolutely owned this role on screen as well. Uh, Thacker, let's, let's talk a little bit about The Hunters, because, again, we've, we've kind of talked already about it, but I find it really interesting that they're going out, of, like, the show goes out of its way to kind of try to humanize this group, that in the game, they're evil. You know, you are told, you know, you, know you, you kill dozens of them, and they're an obstacle in your way, do you feel like that adds kind of to the emotional weight of the show that, you know, it shows that just because a group is seen as just bad, there's more humanity than that to them, and there's a reason why they, there's a reason for all their actions? Yeah. Most definitely. Most definitely. Like, the these hunters that we have now versus what we had in the game, there's a lot more compassion. Yes. There, you can see 
there's not just, oh, we're trying to survive. It's we're trying to survive as a community. Yeah. And it really brings this entire episode and it brings the hunters together as instead of just being a an obstacle in now Kansas City, mm-hmm. you've now kind of stepped foot into somebody else's property, their land, their territory, whatever you've you want to call it. stepped into somebody else's home, essentially, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And you've pretty much just shit all over the place. <laughs> That's one way to put it. <laughs> I, can, I, can, I can dance one way to put it. I think that another side of their humanity is... is Matt, you can describe it better than I can, probably. I'm, I'm going to botch it here in all likelihood. But um, when Perry takes Kathleen into that, that room in the basement of that building... And they mm-hmm. see they see what they see that gather. I'm assuming like just it looked like a hotbed for the infection, and they yeah. see kind of how it's pulsating and how it's moving and it looks alive almost. You see like the fear, the fear of because the, they're normal people, man. The hunters in the game are, are shown as like these these again these bad guys that show no fear and are willing to die for their cause. You see here, they are very much real people. They're very much afraid of the infected just as much as Joel and Ellie are. Um, And we obviously haven't seen Joel and Ellie interact with infected nearly as much. We saw that one little snippet last week with Ellie in the beginning of the episode. But I don't think we've seen anything yet, uh, really, of her and Joel versus the infected. I really do think that the hunters and the humanizing of them and giving a little bit more emotional weight to them, specifically with Kathleen's son being a victim of Joel and Ellie... I think that adds a lot to this, and I know that there are going to be a lot of people that see this as a filler episode, and maybe it is. I don't think all inherently all filler episodes are bad. I think that there are some filler episodes that work really well. Shows like One Piece have five filler episodes just to get to like <laughs> one story episode, one like mainline episode, and I'm okay with having a filler episode or two here and there. Now... Before we get to today's bounds round, because I did think about one, and I, I came up with one in the opening of this episode when I was, you know, talking, and I, I came up with an, a, a question for everybody to answer. Let's look ahead to next week, and really not even next week, as as of recording, uh, two days from now, because in order to not compete with the Super Bowl, a very wise move on HBO's part, because the Super Bowl is one of the most watched events on TV every year. Uh, the new episodes are coming out on Friday. This week's episode will be coming out on Friday, which unfortunately means we're going to have a two-day longer wait for the episode after that. Um, without giving away spoilers of what we know is coming, how excited are we, and we can go down the line, we'll go to Kyle, then Thacker, then Matt, uh, how excited are we for Henry and Sam's storyline? And and most importantly, as it was hinted at at the end of this episode, seeing a bloater for the first time. Yes, I am very excited to see the blood. I honestly, I wonder what was going on with, um, you know, when Kathleen and uh, Jeffrey Pierce's character, I can't remember his name. Um, Yeah, they remember when they went down and they looked at that. He opened up that room and that the floor was caving in. I wonder if that has something to do with the fungus or if that's, you know, a bloater's about to come out of there. Maybe the beginning of a bloater, yeah. Yeah, and I'm really, really excited for them to expand upon that and to really add a little bit of... Um, it really, they, they're adding more to the stakes because it's showing more enemies because obviously we saw the regular infected, then we saw the clickers, now we're getting the bloaters, and I'm very interested to see if and how they kill it. 
because they're one of the toughest enemies in the game. And I, I think that it looks, I mean, just from the little clip that we got from the after credits, I think it looks incredible. The, whoever's doing the special effects for yes, the infected 100%. on this show needs to be commended because they look really ripped right from the video game and put in live action. And I cannot praise that enough. Um, another thing I think I'm really excited for is, um, is, is it that they made uh, Henry deaf? They made the Sam. They've oh. made Sam deaf. Sam, Sam is going Sam. to be okay. deaf, which I think is a really interesting wrinkle. Yes, I think it's going to be very interesting to see them, you know, uh, communicate with him, but not using words, you know, using uh, sign, you know, language. sign language. Yeah, and it's really going to, I think, add some depth to the character to show the kind of struggles that they've had to go through with Sam, you know, being uh, hearing disabled. It's obviously going to be a lot harder for them because Sam can't hear any of the danger around him. So... It, I am very interested to see how they have survived. I hope they explain how they have survived and, you know, how they've overcome those obstacles with that. Honestly, two really great things that I'm looking forward as well, Kyle. I'm right there with you. But I'm more, like, interested to see how are we getting out of Kansas City? Yes, yeah. I agree. I'm, I'm so ready to see... How are we getting after out of Kansas City? Because, as you mentioned, Sam is deaf. We've got a clip, of, a, a little snippet of a bloater, but with all of that, we still have the hunters around. It's one yeah, of those that I, I think in the preview. I think in the preview, the hunters and the bloater were on screen around Joel and Ellie at the same time. That's gonna be scary. Like I think, that's I think that's crazy. if I remember it correctly, I think they were all together, all around each other at the same time too. I yeah. think you might be right, actually. But that's gonna be one of those things that I feel like are going to put anyone watching that episode right on the edge of their seats. Agreed. Yeah, I'll say that what I'm mostly looking forward to about next uh, next episode is in the game. Ellie and, and Sam were yes. able to build this friendship, this dynamic. And like, oh, yeah. it was so great to watch that unfold because Ellie is so young and she hasn't had a friend proper since what the prequel. Um, yeah. With Left Behind. With Left Behind. Yeah. Left yeah, yeah, behind, yeah. Behind. Ellie hasn't really had someone close to her age in, in this, in this, like, in this universe, like this whole entire thing mm -hmm. that's going on. So with Sam. Uh, having to communicate through ASL, I'm really kind of curious how that bond, that friendship will build over in this episode. Like, I can, Thanks. I can just kind of picture, I can picture Ellie like learning ASL. You know, like, Matt, you jogged my memory. Really you it. jogged my memory, Matt, because I remember. I think that's actually part of the storyline. Is Ellie knows ASL. I believe they've said going into this episode that Ellie would also know ASL. So I, I you jogged my memory of that. I think that's really interesting. Yeah, I and I'm really kind of excited because it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a roller coaster of an episode. That that preview alone, especially because of the fact that if they had followed the games closer, we we would already have gotten the bloater with um with bill yeah with bill's with bill's story but they completely changed that for the better might i add because after playing through that chapter last night i feel like the, the way that they handled episode three made more sense in the context that you know 
because Frank was such a throwaway character in the game. You, yeah. You literally find his body and you literally find a note. But yeah. you know, the, the show did so much better on building up on, on their relationship. And I think that I prefer the way the show handled it. So I, Yeah, I agree. I, I'm definitely super interested to see how um, the Ellie and Sam dynamic will work. I think mm-hmm. that, Matt, I, I want to point out something that you just said that I agree with. I think that in terms of a show format, I think that how the show did episode three was absolutely better than if they had just done it exactly like the game. Because if they had just yeah. done it exactly like the yes. game, it kind of would have felt a little campy. Would have felt a little bit more like an action show where it's more of a an apocalyptic drama. It's not supposed to be an action show. It's not just right. about the gunsling. It's about a lot of the stealth elements, a lot of, a lot of you know, right. the sneaking around. It's about a lot of that. And I think in terms of how the show did it, the show did it the best way the show could have, in my opinion. I think that there's still great parts of the game's aspect, and it works in video mm-hmm. game form. I don't think it would have worked that way exactly one-to-one for a TV show. Um, all I'm going to say is Sam and Henry's storyline, if you know, you know. <laughs> you, yep. you, you know, you know... The moments that are coming, you know, you know what is on the horizon, and if you don't know, you are in for a wild ride. I, I can't wait. I can't wait to see the adaptation of this, especially how they did Bill and Frank. Um, I can't wait to yes. see how they, how they, the kind of treatment they give Henry and Sam's characters, and I'm excited for Lamar Johnson as well uh, playing yeah. as Henry. I think I think he's going to be awesome. So yeah. With that being said, to close today's episode out, I'm going to ask the three of you to do something. As you heard me say earlier in the episode, if I had to rank the episode so far, I would probably put this episode at number four. I want to hear how each of you would rank the four episodes up to this point for today today's bounds round. <laughs> so, um, Kyle, you go probably, first. Yeah, I would. I'd probably rank them. Episode two is my number one. Interesting. Episode three is my number two. And then episode one is my number three, and episode four would also be my fourth. That is interesting. I, I really thought episode one might be higher for you. That's that's interesting. So why episode yeah. one at three? Honestly, I, I really enjoyed episode two for many different reasons. They introduced the clickers, which that entire scene was so anxiety-driven. I was on the edge of my seat just waiting. And then obviously the ending with Tess, I feel like that was, it was so heartbreaking, but at the same time, I feel like her death had a lot more meaning in the show. And uh, episode three, obviously, just the whole entire dynamic of that episode was very, very heartfelt. And I really enjoyed seeing you know, the relationship between Bill and Frank and seeing you know, a little bit of before and the way that they ended it, I think, was something that nobody saw coming. I think we all kind of expected Bill to survive at some point. And the fact that they both died was shocking to me, but it, I, I enjoyed it. Um, and then episode episode one and four weren't bad, in my opinion. I think episode one was really great. Um, there was a lot of action. There were a couple. There was there was obviously the main heartbreaking scene with Joel and Sarah, but the rest of the episode I think was a lot of setting up and world building, and it was a lot of what you know what was needed for the first episode, and then episode four was just really short. While it was very action packed and we got a lot of Joel and Ellie, it, it was just a shorter episode. 
Yeah, I feel that. So, Thacker, what about you? How, how do you rank these first four episodes? So, I'm, I'm actually a little bit on a different wavelength than Kyle on this one. Episode one is still my number one. Okay. And so, and I'll explain later. Uh, <laughs> my number two spot, though, is uh, the Bill and Frank episode. Okay. Interesting. Three is episode two, and this one is, and episode four is number four. I think it's worth pointing out. I don't think it, I don't think we all just hate this episode. And that's why we're all ranking it where we are. I think it's a great episode. I think that again, it's just more of a filler episode. Yeah. Yes. But ep- the reason episode one is number one for me is that is the episode where a lot of people who have never played the game who are experienced last of us for the first time this is the episode that is going to heavy impact people's opinions i agree actually. and that entire episode had you on the edge of your seat no matter what part it was and it just it seeing that moment with sarah still hits super hard and I, I, I agree. I, I really do think that that's the moment where people who have never played the game, they kind of understand, okay, this is why you love the game as much as you do, because of the emotional yeah. moments like that. Matt, wh- what about you? Uh, well, my my uh, episode ranking is actually from, basically, from number one is episode one, and then it goes episode two is two, and then, you know, basically it's just following the release order. Okay. Okay. Um, that's interesting. The primary reason why the primary reason why episode one for me is the fact that it's like what Thacker said. Like this is this is the episode that everyone, even the non-players who have never played Last of Us, are going to start off with. And I think it was such a treat for the players who did play Last of Us from its original release to even the remake or the in the remaster being introduced to Joel and, and Sarah and, and Tommy and all these characters. And the fact that they added so much more characterization and more depth to, especially for Sarah, because we already talked about um, how well the actress uh, who did her was and how how much more fleshed out everything was. And I, I liked all the little like set pieces that were leading up to this. Even the, even moments like the, the kid walking up to Fedrick, you know, and, and being being taken in and they found out that she was infected like there was just in in the scene of of joel picking up her body and throwing it into the fire there was just those little touches that made such more 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 of an impact um for last of us fans and to see the more nitty-gritty of this world and the reality of it and obviously um episode two is just one of the most like impactful episodes especially because the clickers are such a big big thing in this in this in this series and they they did it perfectly and then obviously three i just feel like did more for the characters of bill and frank than what we got from the game and then four yeah we're gonna talk about being a filler but like the rankings have no like actual impact on like how i see the show like i don't think one is so much better than the other so far i've loved every episode yeah the funny thing about my ranking is my ranking is literally just thacker's ranking (laughs) <laughs> mine is the exact okay. mine is the exact same as his actually it's mine would go one three two four and so why is why is two at three for you 
Oh, it was two. Was two number two for you, or am I missing something? No, no, no. It, you and I have the same listing. It's just I'm I'm curious. So for me, number two, I, I feel like this. I feel like episode one is memorable for several reasons. I feel like Nico Parker's performance as Sarah is one of the best performances in any singular episode so far that we've seen, and. It's mainly because I said this in our review of that episode. She had a really tough task in front of her of making the audience fall in love with her very quickly, only to then be yeah. removed entirely from the story. So I think that because of that, because of her death, because of how much setup there is, and again, because of the realism and the grittiness of how this outbreak started, um, mixed yeah. also with, and I think Kyle talked about this on the episode, It could I think it was Kyle, it might have been somebody else, it was. It's the grittiness of scenes like the girl wandering into the, the into the quarantine zone, only to find out she's infected and then she's put to death. So it's it's moments like that in episode one that made that memorable. Episode three, for all of the emotional points that it hits on, uh, it and again, I'm not saying anything negative about episodes two or episodes four. I think they're both really really great episodes. Episode three blew those two episodes out of the water for me. Like, I think for the emotional beats, that story hits where it doesn't need the infected to tell this story. It doesn't need Joel and Ellie to tell this story successfully. I think that the emotional weight that is carried throughout the entirety of that episode is nearly flawless. And then episode three, I mean, or episode two, to be quite honest, what it all came down to is I think it's a great episode, but I feel like when I look back on it, the only thing memorable about that episode will be Tess's death. Everything yeah. else, everything else was kind of it was good, but nothing really stuck out. What stuck out was Tessa's death, how it differed from the game, and how it carried a little bit more weight this time around, um, with the infected kind of you know you know creep you know getting you know getting close to killing her. So I think the, the clickers were great as well, but there was just something about episode three that the emotional weight that everything that happened in that episode carried. It just, for me, it put it over the top as far as episode three versus episode two. And then episode four, again, great episode in my opinion. It was just filler, and when it comes down to it, I'm always going to personally prefer episodes that move the main plot along versus filler episodes. And I know that that was the main plot, but it felt more like filler, and it really, it was always going to feel that way until Henry and Sam came into the fold. That was just my opinion on that. Fair enough. I was curious. So, with that being said, that is going to wrap up this episode of Side Mission. We'll, we'll have another episode to talk about really, really quickly because episode episode 5 is coming in two days. And again, if you know, you know. But that is going to wrap up this episode of Side Mission. Be sure to check us out on Twitter at Side Mission Pod and on Facebook at Side Mission Podcast. For the boys, for Kyle, for Matt, for Thacker, I'm Rusty. Thanks for listening.